Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Sally. Sally. You were doing what with Tessa Campanelli? What's going on, everybody? It's Nearby, SealerandGrapeJuice.com. I'm Nearby on Twitter. I'm Nearby on Instagram. I'm also Nearby buying a jewel, a diamond, or a ring. Don't know if it's a diamond. At the worst, uh, well, I don't even know what it is, but we'll get to it. This is Degrassi Buddy episode 24 as we're down to the nitty gritty. And today we are recapping uh, Degrassi High, School's Out, the School's Out movie. Uh, uh, air date, I didn't even write down the air date, but it was in January 92. Because I remember watching this on its original air date. And what a thing it was. And I still say... They should have done another season of Degrassi High, but what you gonna do? I guess we just have to live it, live with it. Yeah. So anyway, we didn't get any typical Degrassi High. Uh, wake up in the morning, gotta shake the feeling. We started right away. Joey is. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he was at a jewelry store. You look around. In at the other items in this this store that Joey's at, it was it looked more like it was probably a hawk shop, but he's at this store, and he's uh, he's he's looking for a ring, and the owner's showing Joey some rings. He shows Joey one ring. Joey asks how much it is, and the jewel the the hawk shopper says it's five hundred dollars. Joey can't afford five hundred dollars, so he says, "Can we take a look elsewhere?" And during this little montage, also going on at the same time, is uh, the graduating class of Degrassi High, which consists of about barely 20 people, <laughs> for real. But hey, it's Degrassi. Remember those dances? <laughs> oh, those dances with plenty of room to social distance. Anyway, so they're graduating. Uh, uh, and also going on during this montage, Wheels is buying... The biggest piece of shit car that you can possibly imagine. And Joey goes, we go back to the hawk shop where Joey's uh, looking at rings. And the jeweler, or the, uh, let's find, let's just call him a jeweler. The jeweler, he's showing Joey another ring. And he says it's $199. And Joey asks if that's with tax? We cut back to the graduation. Caitlin gets her diploma. Spike gets her diploma. Snake gets his diploma. And Lucy is introduced as the school valedictorian, which which surprised me because, I mean, I mean, if you've listened to Degrassi Buddy since the beginning, since we started with the first episode of Degrassi Junior High, Lucy started out as a de- degenerate. She was skipping school. She was shoplifting. Her grades were failing. Granted, she did improve, but Snake was known to be a straight-A student the, for the entire run. So I'm I'm surprised that Snake wasn't the valedictorian, but uh, what you gonna do? Uh, Alexa gets her diploma and she sits down and gives Simon a big peck on the mouth. As uh, Alexa and Simon, man, they started doing their their run started in junior high back when uh, Stephanie K was still in the Degrassi universe. So bloody hell, and they're still going well in this episode anyway. Well, this movie is still going strong. We also cut back to Wheels buying his whatever you want to call it and it's $200 <laughs> and wheels agrees to this $200 piece of garbage and the owner of the car lot tells wheels that he wants this friggin piece of junk off his lot by Monday because it's a piece of shit and wheels says no problem and then we go back to Joey at the, the finger quote jeweler <laughs> and he's showing another ring 
And the jeweler tells him that it's $65 and Joey lights up. 65 bucks, And Joey buys it. We go back to the graduation. Everybody's happy. Lucy gives her valedictorian speech. Everybody applauds. And then we cut to Lucy's party at her house. Just about everybody's there. The twins are there. Tim is there. Uh, Bronco's there. He's going around filming people. Joey and Caitlin show up in Joey's car. Joey drives a Trans Am now. Which, as I mentioned, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned on an episode of Grassy Buddy, SeronGrapeJuice.com, Iron Navy, that uh, Trans Ams were the car that a lot of us boys, at least the, the, the elementary school I went to, that we all wanted. And Joey ended up getting one. So, yeah, it wasn't the car he originally had in Degrassi High, but he ended up graduating to a Trans Am. So he and Caitlin show up to Lucy's party. They discuss how Caitlin, how, or how Joey tells Caitlin how proud he is of her. Because she took a bunch of extra classes so she can graduate a year early. So she's graduating now while Joey still has another year left. And Caitlin's going on to university. And there we go. They arrive at the party. And in this party, uh, pretty much everybody's drinking beer. And at one point, Caitlin... Uh, well, we'll get to that. But it... I don't know what the drinking age, the legal drinking age was in Canada back then, but it was definitely older than the the age Caitlin says she is in this uh, movie. So anyway, people are going around. Joey's going around greeting everybody, and he's wearing this this puffy dress shirt and pants, and like this outfit is is just totally out of the early mid nineties, man. But he's going around, and Bronco catches him on camera. And he makes fun of Joey about how Bronco and everybody else is graduating while Joey still has another year left. Oh, that's no, it was Tim. Tim makes fun of him for that, but then Bronco catches Joey on film and makes fun of Joey about it. And then Joey on camera, he jokes that, you know, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to have a talk. He basically said he's going to talk to his parents and try to convince them that he's going to quit. And which is ridiculous. It was, it's his last year of high school. He's going to drop out his last year, but it's Joey Jeremiah. What are you going to do? He's a, he's a, he's a clown. So anyway, we cut. We go to uh, one point. Uh, also, also at this party, the twins are there, and we overhear them talking about how they're going to be spending their summer in the Dominican Republic. Uh, who else is there? Uh, other kids are there. Unfortunately, no Melanie in this movie. No Kathleen in this movie. <sighs> yep. Anyway, <laughs> but at one point we go to Wheels, Snake, and Joey. They're playing pool. And Snake uh, announces to the, the Zits that he got a job as a lifeguard. And he's looking forward to it because all the women who are going to be there. And he's not going to, he's, he's not going to, he's not going to go to college as a virgin. Joey's also a virgin. And Wheels at one point, uh, he's like, oh, my two virgin buddies. And apparently they then, at that moment, Joey and Snake start some kind of competition to see who who's going to lose their virginity first. And then wheels wheels implies that he's not a virgin, that he's done, he's done intercourse. And I, even back then when I first watched this movie, when it aired and when I watch it now, I, I watched every episode of Degrassi junior high, every episode of Degrassi high. We did not see wheels lose his virginity to anybody. He came close. If you want to call it close with Stephanie K but it didn't end up happening. Him and uh, Heather had a makeout session, but that's all that happened there. So they never, who did wheels lose his virginity to? It obviously must've happened in between uh, 
the last episode of Degrassi High and this movie, but never a, a, a hint as to who he lost his virginity to. But apparently, he's the only member of the Zits who's uh, no longer pure. So anyway, but uh, the competition is on, and uh, but Joey, Joey is sure that uh, yeah, he's he's uh, yeah, it's not going to take long for him because he's got a plan. Joey goes out, he grabs Caitlin, takes her into a room alone. And he says to Caitlin that, uh, do you know what, uh, he says it's after midnight. And do you know what day it is? And Caitlin doesn't know what day it is. And Coach Joey tells Caitlin that it's the three-year anniversary of their first date. And I'm thinking, really? Because we got to go back. We got to go back in history now. When did Joey and Caitlin officially go on their first date in the Degrassi universe? They almost went out on a date in Degrassi Junior High to that dance, if you want to call it a dance, but Joey ended up uh, blowing Caitlin off for Liz. And then there was that uh, that that twenty dollar bet, the twenty bucks episode. And one of the things with that episode is Joey and BLT made a bet. BLT bet Joey twenty bucks that Joey could not find a date by this Friday, and Joey agreed to the bet. And Joey asked Caitlin out, and she agreed. And you know we all know the story. It was accidentally revealed that it was a bet and Caitlin freaked out. Joey went out and chased after her and ripped up the $20 bill. But that happened during, that didn't happen at the end of the school year. Okay. This episode, this movie happens the graduation day. So which, which is in like late June. So they're, they're first. All right. Come on, writers. Anyway. Joey takes out the ring and he proposes to Caitlin. He wants to be Joni and Chachi officially. Caitlin is uh, thrown off by this and she's not ready. She says that she's 18. So that's what I was talking about. Caitlin in this movie says that she's 18. Meanwhile, just about every friggin' kid in, the, in this Lucy's party was drinking beer. So I don't know if the legal drinking age back in 92 in Canada was 18, but right now it's 19, so... I don't know, but which, what, me? it's Degrassi. They push the envelope. But anyway, Kaylin says basically no. And she tries to give Joey, she upsets Joey. Joey's not happy. She tries to give Joey back the ring, but Joey tells her to keep it. You know, it's a gift. It's like, like a graduation gift. And Kaylin says, okay. And that's so put it on her other finger, her, her, her right hand, not the wedding ring hand finger. And Joey's fine with it. But he's still upset. He pretends he's fine, but he's actually upset. He leaves the room. He's out amongst the people and he's not happy. Bronco catches up with, catches up with him again on camera. He wants to get Joey to say something, but Joey Joey's in no friggin' mood to say anything at all. And he tells Bronco to get the camera out of his face and he leaves. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the party, Tessa is hanging out with um with uh, her boyfriend. I think I think they said his name was Todd. I don't know where this character came from, but what you gonna do? Apparently, she met him during this final year. And uh, this Todd guy is smoking some weed with Yick, and I think Luke was there too. They offer Tessa some, but Tessa doesn't want any. And Tessa's not happy at all that, uh, let's just call him Todd. Todd has ruined another night together, and she tells him that he's so boring when he's drunk, and Todd replies that Tessa doesn't own him, she's not to run his life. Tessa storms out and thanks him for another great evening as she leaves. And after she leaves Lucy's party... 
She finds Joey. No, she's no, actually Tessa left first and then Joey leaves. Tessa's still outside, out front of the house. She sees Joey leaving. She says, hey to him. Joey says, yo. And then Tessa asks him if he's heading home. And she asks him for a ride. And Joey says, sure, because they both live close together. So Joey drives Tessa home. Uh, And then they get to Tessa's house. Tessa thanks Joey for the ride. And Tessa goes to uh, get out of the Trans Am. But the door's having a problem opening. Joey leans over. Tells Tessa that there's usually a problem with the door. He, he tries. He starts to jimmy the door open while he's leaving over, over Tessa. Tessa then subtly... Uh, it's, it's, it, there's a debate, I guess, over who kissed who here. But the bottom line is... But all, before this happened, Joey hinted to Tessa that uh, he and Caitlin were no more. But he... Caitlin, Tessa asked, uh, I'm all over the place here. During this ride home, Joey asked Tessa what's up with Todd, and Tessa implied that, that they're done. And then Tessa asked Joey about Caitlin, and Do- Joey basically said he doesn't know. And then, during this point when Joey leans over, Tessa, they're very close face-to-face, and Tessa kind of, seriously, as I said, it's, hard, it, it's a debate over who started it, but they, they kiss. And they, they do some tongue action and stuff. And uh, then Tessa smiles and gets out of the car as Joey's left there. A little perplexed, but uh, suddenly a smile grows on his face. We then cut to the next day as Lucy's cleaning up at the, the after the house party. Kaylin is there helping out. She tells Lucy about Joey proposing. Lucy's a little thrown off by it. We then go to Joey, who's at work. He works at Shoppers Drug Mart, which is a a pharmacy slash convenience store chain here in Canada, still to this day. And Joey's there stocking condoms. Tessa shows up, and then she pretends that she's shopping when she sees him, but she's obviously there to see Joey. And then she, Joey spots her. They say hey to each other. And uh, how's it going? Joey's stocking them condoms. Tessa then asks Joey out, and Joey accepts. <laughs> Tessa gives Joey her phone number. She writes it down on, on his, the palm of his hand, and then she leaves. And as she's leaving, Joey's, like, waving goodbye to her. He's got a smile on his face. He's still got his hand up waving when Caitlin suddenly pops into frame. <laughs> and Joey quickly freaking turns around, like, oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, Caitlin's there. She's in her work uniform. She's on. She's there to say sorry to Joey before she heads to work. Joey tells Caitlin to keep the ring. Well, I guess it was here uh, in my notes. It was here that Joey told Caitlin to keep the ring, which she puts on her. She wears on her right hand. But uh, yeah, yeah. But but Joey keeps the box, and then he looks down at the box after Caitlin leaves to go to her work. And we see a shot of, in one hand, Joey's got the box, which doesn't have the ring anymore, obviously, in it, in one hand, and Tessa's phone number written on the palm of his other hand. Oh, bloody hell, Joey. <laughs> we then go to Snake, who's on his first day on the job as a lifeguard. He's ogling the women, saying hey to them, acting like a big shot, with his nose all zinked up. And while he's ogling the women, he falls into the pool, makes a fool of himself, but he assures everybody that everything's fine. He is, after all, a lifeguard. (laughs) Ah, snake. (laughs) Meanwhile, Joey is helping Wheels tow his piece of shit. (laughs) This car is absolute garbage. 
Wheels is excited about his new car as he's going to drive to Calgary to live with his Aunt Karen. <laughs> oh, that name has a whole new meaning in 2020. <laughs> anyway, Enjoy reveals that he's going out on a date with Tessa. And Wheels is a little surprised, but uh, he's fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, Joey's going to go on a date with Tessa. Uh, wonder what he's going to do. <laughs> anyway, they hook up Wheels' piece of junk to Joey's car with a with a rope attached from Joey's rear bumper to Wheels' piece of shit's front bumper. $200. <laughs> and Joey starts to try to tow it, but all that happens, all, don't, but the bumper, the Joey, the Wheels' front bumper falls off. Joey makes fun of him. Wheels isn't happy as it's precious, it, because it's his precious, precious car. <sighs> it's a piece of shit. Anyway, we then cut to Caitlin, who's working as her, at her waitress job, and she's handing out the dish plate of the plates of food to customers. And then once she leaves the table, the customers swap plates because Caitlin handed out the wrong dishes. So Caitlin's obviously have struggling with this waitress job. We then go to Joey and Tessa after their movie date, and they're having pizza. They talk about the movie and how funny stuff was. Don't know what the movie was that they saw. Tessa then says that she doesn't have to be home for 90 minutes. And she gives Joey this little look. And Joey knows what that look means. And then they go to the they go out and they park somewhere and they heavily make out. Like heavily make out. They're just going at it. Joey un, un, unties the, the the knot in Tessa's top and starts feeling her up. And then uh, we cut to the next day. <laughs> Tessa arrives for work, where she works at a photo lab. Those old photo labs, which don't even exist anymore. Photo development places, man. Uh, technology. Well, I guess digital cameras are great, but what you going to do? I don't miss those one-hour... I don't miss that, that stuff, man. Remember getting film developed, and a lot of them was hit or miss, and then you'd end up paying 10, 15 bucks for a bunch of pictures that were blurry, or had the thumb friggin' in the shot, your their own thumb in the shot, or they just look like crap. I remember I submitted a roll of film, segue, sorry, for a one-hour development, and every, every, I don't know what happened, and I forget what the pictures were supposed to be of, probably from an Argo game from back when I had season tickets. Every single picture was nothing. It was just black. And because of that, they didn't charge me anything, thank God. But ugh, I don't miss that day. I don't miss those days at all. So one of the good things about technology advancing the way it has is digital cameras. Uh, well done, whoever created that. I'll just take credit of it. You're, I'll credit for that. So you're welcome, everybody. So anyway, Spike also works at this photo lab. And Spike sounds like she's got a cold or something. Her voice is, is like, I don't know. I can't do the voice. But it sounds like she's coming down from a cold. Tessa tells Spike about her date with Joey. Simon and Alexa arrive to get pictures developed as they're going to wedding showers and all this stuff. As they're getting ready to get married, Simon has, uh, well, he's got hair, but uh, oh, it's gonna—it's his hair is gonna—it's gonna have its own adventure during this movie later on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wheels is working at a gas station. It's not one of those named those Esos or Shells. It's—it's a—it's a piece of junk gas station. Where you'd buy a piece of shit used car. Anyway, Joey's there and he's telling Wheels about his date with Tessa. Uh, Wheels asks Joey how far he got, and Joey says he got to third base. He just couldn't control himself. 
is just made out heavily. But he insists, he tells Wheels that Caitlyn is still his chick. <sighs> Joey. And meanwhile, Snake is at work as a lifeguard. And he's trying to flirt with the women. But instead, he gets followed by two great schoolgirls. And he tries, he walks faster and faster to get him to stop following him. Or get them, the two girls, to stop following him. And because Snake is tall... He can take long steps, long strides without running, but because these kids are little kids, they have to run, and so because of that, they start running, and Snake quickly turns around and tells them, no running, because that's always been a rule. I'm still still a rule to this day. I haven't been to a public swimming pool in, in decades, but uh, back in the day, and I'm sure it still exists now, you're not allowed to run. No running. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, obviously, it's because you don't want to, I guess, bump into people, but... I'm sure when public swimming, like I wonder when public swimming pools were first introduced to the world, was that always a rule or did did it not become a rule until somebody ran and did something? You know how like a lot of toy, kids' toys are fine until some kid gets tangled up in something and they have to recall everything and now there's a bunch of rules for kids' toys and they're not as cool as they once were because sometimes danger is awesome. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, we cut from there. Joey drops Caitlin off. After their date, Caitlin doesn't know what courses she's gonna. So she hasn't she hasn't made her ultimate decision on what courses to take in, in university. And Joey suggests that Caitlin just take the year off. They make out a little. Joey then reaches under Caitlin's skirt and she stops him. Caitlin says that she's not ready. And they talk about when they're going to be available to see each other again. Caitlin says she's working evening shifts, and Joey says he's working days. But they'll try to figure out uh, how they're going to see each other. Joey then gets home. His mom asks him who, how the movie was. And it's the same woman who played his mom throughout uh, uh, the Degrassi universe. So I like the continuity. Joey says the movie was boring. Well, it was a Kayla movie after all. <laughs> Just saying. Suddenly the phone rings and it's Tessa. Uh, according to Joey's mom who picked up the phone. Joey says he'll take the phone upstairs in his room. And while, he, and while he's talking to Tessa on the phone in his room, we see a picture of Joey and Caitlin on his nightstand in the background. Tessa asks Joey out for Saturday, and Joey agrees. See, Tessa's doing all the asking out. So, not that I'm excusing Joey in all the crap that he's done so far and that he's going to do in this movie. But, uh, Tessa, but, uh, uh who's to blame uh, for... Not a spoiler alert, but, you know, obviously stuff's going to happen. Who's to blame? I mean, Tessa was single. Joey, ultimately it's Joey. Joey was, it's it's totally Joey. Officially. I declare it totally Joey. Everything that's happening, going to happen. Joey was thinking with his wanger. The end. Anyway, Joey agrees to another date. Tessa offers to cook him dinner. Claiming that she's a great cook. Joey's uh, fine with it. They hang up, and Tessa's really excited. We then cut to Joey arriving at Tessa's house. Meanwhile, Caitlin is working, and she's seeming to have problems taking orders from people and catching up on other customers. So poor Caitlin, she's just working her ass off to pay for her college while Joey is, uh... <sighs> Let's just go on. Anyway, <laughs> we cut back to the Tessa's house, and Tessa's pasta's about to boil over. Joey then smells something burning... And it's the garlic bread. 
And smoke goes off. The fire alarm goes off. Joey's laughing. He's just laughing his ass off. While Gowan returns. That's right. We finally... Gowan... We haven't heard Gowan... Moonlight Desire or Gowan at all in the Degrassi universe since the episode where Heather and uh, Wheels make out on the couch at that party. But Gowan returned. Um, I was It was great to hear Gowan back. Moonlight Desire is playing as Tessa insists that she's a good cook despite the burnt garlic bread. Joey laughs at her. Tessa then laughs and she throws spaghetti at him. They then start having a food fight. Uh, I think they threw some flour around, which is a, trust me, you, you check out CerealGrapeJuice.com, you know I cook a lot, and flour is a bitch to clean up. But hey, if it's not your house, by all means, have a ball, Joey, right? <laughs> anyway, during this little food fight and this chasing each other, they end up in each other's arms and they make out. And they continue making out heavily on the couch. Things get getting hot and heavy. They're in their little moonlight desire. <laughs> Uh, anyway, seriously, it was awesome hearing Gowan back, man, for real. Anyway, and while it's getting hotter and hotter, Tessa stops Joey, and Joey gets frustrated. He sighs, and he says, okay, fine. Tessa asks Joey if he brought anything, brought any condoms, and Joey says he did. He pops one out. Tessa smiles. They go back to making out as Joey is about to fulfill his moonlight desire. <laughs> yeah. And we got to hear Gowan. So anyway, there we go. Meanwhile, Snake is at work. He's on his lifeguard stand when a good-looking woman comes up and she asks him if he offers swim or, or if they offer swimming lessons. Snake says that they do, and he actually teaches them himself. And the woman is happy. She then yells out to her little daughter <laughs> and tells her daughter that this man is going to give you swimming lessons all summer long. Well done, Snake. <laughs> Oh, it's like that movie. Anyone remember, anyone remember that movie? Just one of the guys from the eighties. The movie about the, uh, the the girl who po- who who poses as a boy to prove a point. And at one point, uh, the dude that she's trying to help get a date <laughs> gets set up with uh, <laughs> some girl's friggin' sixth grade cousin or something. <laughs> Man. Anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, in Wheels' garage, Snake is frustrated as Joey's. Or sorry, as Wheels is working on his crappy car. Joey arrives and Joey tells them that he's not a virgin anymore. And uh, Snake uh, is uh, surprised. You know, so you had sex with Kaylin? And Joey says, uh, no, not Kaylin. And Wheels uh, pops in and says, Tessa. And Joey confirms that it was Tessa and, Wheel- and Snake is shocked. And Wheels says, welcome to the club. And I say, since, since when? Seriously. Anybody out there? Am I missing something? Who did Wheels do the deed with? He didn't do the deed with Stephanie K. He didn't do the deed with Heather. In one episode, uh, LD implied that Wheels had a great butt, but that didn't go anywhere. So it must have happened in between School's Out and and uh, The Last Dance episode of Grassy High. But I guess they had... I mean, I guess they had to do it this way because it wouldn't have been... I mean, why have a th- a th- why well, have a three way? But why have the th- like a three way competition between the three of them? Wheels is involved in his own story going on. <laughs> Bloody hell, is he? Anyway, <sighs> Joey says that Caitlin is still his woman, and Caitlin can take her time until the until until she's ready. <sighs> Meanwhile, he's gonna get laid. <laughs> God. 
We go to Tessa, who's at work, and she tells Spike about having sex with Joey. And she's excited about going back to school as Joey's girlfriend. And Spike reminds Tessa that Joey and Caitlin have been breaking up and getting back together for years. Another question I have to ask. I mean, as much as I love this movie and I love the Degrassi universe, I once again I have to ask, since when? Joey and Caitlin, they started dating in Degrassi Junior High after the 20 Bucks episode. Okay. From there they went into uh, Degrassi High. And then Claude came along. So Joey and Caitlin broke up. And then Claude eliminated himself. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and then Caitlin and Joey got back together. So they broke up once and got back together. So, so breaking up and getting back together for years, Spike, uh, all right, whatever. But she's forgiven because Spike is awesome. Anyway. We then see a montage of Joey at the beach on a date with Tessa as Kaylin is busy at work. During this montage, Snake is frustrated still about not having a woman. We see Joey and Tessa having ice cream and kissing. We see Wheels working on his crappy car and drinking beer. We see Kaylin calling Joey and apologizing for not being able to get together because, you know, somebody called in sick and Kaylin needs the money. But Joey, is, he's totally fine with it. <sighs> as if, as if, you know, it's not like something's going on, right, Joey? But Joey's fine with it. And Caitlin tells Joey how understanding he is. We see Joey and Tessa on the verge of more intercourse until her parents get home early. And Joey quickly, quickly leaves. We then continue the montage where it's Joey and Caitlin out on dates at all the same locations that he and Tessa were at. At the beach having ice cream. <sighs> we then go to Caitlin, who's hanging out with Lucy, and Caitlin tells Lucy that she's ready to have sex with Joey. And Lucy shows Caitlin how to put a condom on a banana. And I like the song that they played during this montage. It wasn't Gowan, but it was a good song. A great song indeed. I don't know who it was, and I, I don't remember how it went, but in my notes, I put that I like the song. So, yeah, I like the song. After the montage, Joey and Snake are back at Wheels' garage, and Joey remarks about how great the summer has been, while Snake is upset that he still doesn't have a girl. Wheels offers Snake a beer, and Wheels says, or sorry, Snake says that it's Wheels' third beer, as Wheels angrily brushes him off and chugs down a big gulp. <laughs> Joey continues to gloat to Snake about how Joey gets laid every week. Snake tells Joey that he needs to break up with one of the girls, and Joey says that he's not seeing that 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 they don't know that he's seeing both of them, so nobody's gonna get hurt. <sighs> Joey's such a dude. <laughs> Snake tells Joey that it's gonna end badly. Wheels then gets his car started, and he wants to go for a ride around the block, but Snake and Joey are iffy about it. Snake says that Wheels has been drinking. Whereas Joey says that the car is not certified yet, but Wheels convinces them anyway. He takes them for a ride and they quickly drive through a stop sign on the way. Foreshadowing. Just saying. Anyway, we go to Tessa who's at work and she's not feeling well. She tells Spike that she's feeling really sick. Spike suggests that maybe Tessa should go home and she does. The Zits get back to the garage and Wheels is a piece of garbage car and Joey is still loving life. Wheels offers them a drive to Bronco's party and they agree. Meanwhile, Tessa arrives at a health clinic 
I was wondering if maybe I could see someone. Yes, for what reason? Pregnancy. I don't know how it happened. We always used a condom. Well, unfortunately, they're not perfect. Sometimes they come off, or they're not removed properly. But that's all pretty irrelevant right now, isn't it? You are pregnant. I want to have an abortion. I understand. But I just want you to be completely comfortable with your decision. I just want you to make me an appointment. Please. I want this over with before school starts. I can book you in on Saturday. You can always cancel. Take the next few days to think about this. Isn't there someone you can discuss this with? So yeah, there you go. Not even a second thought, man. Tessa, abortion, the end. I'm not going to say anything political about it because it's political. And uh, yeah, not going to say what my views are. Everybody's got an opinion. La la la. But there we go. Tessa wants nothing of it. And that's the second abortion in Degrassi Universe history. Anyway, Joey's back to work in a shopper's drug mart. Tessa's where Tessa has shown up, and she wants to know why she can't go to Bronco's party. Joey tells her that it's for seniors only, and Tessa says, well, you're going. And Joey says, yeah, well, I've known all of them since junior high. I mean, Joey did fail a grade, so he's kind of in senior year. He's just a failure. Hence, everything he does in this episode. Anyway, Tessa asks Joey if she embarrasses him, and Joey says no. Tessa wants to see Joey tomorrow, but Joey Joey says that he's going out for dinner with his parents. Tessa gets upset, and Joey says that they can go out next week. Tessa sighs, and she grabs a gift from her bag. She gives it to Joey. She wishes him a happy birthday. Joey opens the gift, and it's a shirt that says Naughty Nice on it. It's a yellow shirt that says Naughty Nice. One of those old iron-on shirts from back in the day, which I don't think they do now. But I remember those shirts, those iron-on things. You put them in the laundry a few times, and then they start to peel. Yeah, remember those? Bloody hell. Anyway, Joey wakes up the next morning. His mom, well, his alarm goes off. His mom comes in to get him to wake up because he's got to get to work. And she surprises him. And tells Joey that because he's been such a great role model to the world. <laughs> that that she and his dad have paid off the rest of his car for him. And Joey loves it. He's excited. He's happy. Things are just going so awesome for Joey. And he's wearing this shirt that Tessa got him. It's for uh, Tibet. He's wearing it. Meanwhile, Tessa is at home getting ready for a date with Joey. And while she's getting ready, and she's looking very good. Very lovely, very beautiful. And uh, she's putting her hair up and her hair down. I personally think she looked better with the hair down, but she went with the hair up. Just saying. And she's also wearing the wearing like a tight neck. I don't know what you call them. I'm, I'm a dude. I don't know. Like a neck band, I guess you'd call them. And uh, she looks great. I love uh, a lot of the ladies look very good in those neck bands, man. Anyway, during while getting ready, she grabs a condom and she puts it in her wallet as we hear more Gowan. Yeah, go Gowan. Lawrence Gowan. Love him. We cut to Joey and Caitlin. Caitlin, they're at a fancy restaurant. They talk about how they'll meet at Bronco's party. Joey's going to go up with Wheels and Caitlin's going to go up with Lucy and Bronco. Caitlin tells Joey that she, she appreciates how understanding he's been all summer. They toast. 
and Caitlin tells Joey that her parents are away in Montreal for the weekend. And she's alone. And she tells Joey that he knows how she hates sleeping all by herself. Joey, because he's clueless, and Caitlin has been uh, not, not exactly Tessa <laughs> during the summer, tells Caitlin to make sure she turns the alarm on. <laughs> And Caitlin says, yeah, okay. <laughs> Caitlin then starts playing footsie with Joey under the table. She tells Joey once again that her parents are away. Are away. She emphasizes again that she's all alone. She takes Joey's hand. And she slips, a, she slips the condom into his hand. And she nods. Joey gets a big smile on his face and he asks for the check. We then cut back to Joey and Kaylin at Kaylin's house and they're just done doing intercourse. Kaylin is crying, but they're happy tears. Joey comforts her and sicks me out with his tear eater game <laughs> as he wipes her eyes. But here comes the tear eater. God! <laughs> Joey then says that he has to go because his parents will kill him if he's late, even though he's 19 now. <laughs> Who cares if he lives at home? He's a freaking adult now. And he's still got a curfew. 90s, I guess. Anyway, Caitlin is surprised at how calm Joey is doing. Or how, how, he, how he is after doing sex. Caitlin says that maybe it'll be better next time. Joey says that she's going to be... She, that she's going to university next week. And Caitlin then says that she hasn't totally decided yet. And Joey gets all excited and he tells her that she needs to stay. And Caitlin says that she'll think about it. They then get ready to say their goodbyes, and Caitlin tells Joey that they are that she's glad that they did sex properly, and that it was the first time for both of them. <laughs> My God! <laughs> and Joey's Joey's hugging her, and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know I shouldn't be laughing, but hey, sorry, not sorry." Uh, they kiss, and Joey leaves. Caitlin closes her door. And she stands there at her door inside her house, ogling the $65 ring that Joey gave her. And she takes it from her right hand and puts her puts it on her wedding ring finger. She is just in dreamland. Yep. Meanwhile, Joey wakes up the next morning. His mom asks him, what time he got in last night? Joey says that he got in late and he feels great. Joey's mom tells Joey that Tessa called, and Joey is startled. He's like, Tessa called here? Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> Joey asks his mom what, what, what she told Tessa, and Joey's mom told Tessa that Joey was out. Remember, Joey told Tessa that he was doing something with his parents. The phone rings. Joey's mom picks it up, and it's Tessa again. Joey quietly tells his mom to tell Tessa that he's not home, but Joey's mom, like, whatever... She gives Joey the phone. <laughs> Hi, Tessa. Did you have a nice dinner out with your parents? Um, uh, I meant to tell you about that. It's, um, it all got changed. Yeah, I bet. Well, it did. I think you lied to me. What, you don't believe me? No. Listen, Tessa, I, I can go out with whoever I want. We're not married, you know. Anyways, what were you doing calling my house? Were you checking up on me? 
I was going to sing you happy birthday on your answering machine. It was supposed to be a surprise. Look, Tessa, I'm sorry. I don't mean to you be hard on you. don't have the slightest idea what you've done. I actually thought I loved you. I hate you, and I never want to see you again. tangled web we weave when first we practice to and so on joey uh, anyway we then cut to bronco lucy and caitlin they're packing up the car to head to their party caitlin tells lucy about the intercourse and how joey was gentle and caring afterwards as lucy sits there smiling caitlin then tells lucy that she's staying so she can be with joey and lucy doesn't like this Tells Caitlin not to sacrifice her future for a guy. And she pretty much tells Caitlin that Joey's like an idiot. And Caitlin disagrees. And she says that Joey's way more street smart than Caitlin is. But Lucy is also upset because she and Caitlin were supposed to be roommates. And now she's going to have to sign up for residence. And it's probably all full. And I remember watching this movie the first time. And wondering when and when Caitlin and Lucy became so close like this. So obviously it happened during their their senior year, which uh, Degrassi refused to give us a season of, damn it. Anyway, Lucy is pissed. Caitlin feels bad about it, but they head off anyway to their little cabin for Lucy's party, or Bronco's party. Meanwhile at Snake's house, Wheels and Joey wait for Snake, and Joey wonders what he did to Tessa that was so wrong. <laughs> and Wheels... And one of the first intelligent things he said this whole movie informs Joey that he did lie to her. Meanwhile, Snake's mom wants Snake to pack everything he possibly can. <laughs> they get in the car, and Snake mom, Snake's mom tries, tells Snake that he forgot his fishing rod. Snake says he doesn't need his fishing rod. His mom runs to get the fishing rod, and Snake tells Wheel to floor it in this piece of shit. And they do. So Snake is going without his fishing rod, damn it. And on the way to the party, Wheels is excited about his new piece of shit. <laughs> his new car. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> and he's excited about heading out west to get away from his grandparents. Snake also can't wait to get out of town and head to college because it hasn't exactly been a great year for him. Because all he's been doing is thinking with his wanger. Joey doesn't like everybody leaving. But Snake tells Joey that, hey, he still has Tessa. <sighs> that's when Wheels says, uh, nope, it's not the case. Wheels tells Snake that uh, Tessa dumped Joey. And Snake kind of, uh, he's kind of happy about it and he jokes about it. That Joey's celibate again until, <laughs> until Wheels says, let Snake know that, uh, nope, Joey and Caitlin did court. They did sex, which frustrates Snake. Like, Snake can't believe it, man. Like, what the hell, man? <sighs> anyway, Wheels jokes that Joey is up on Snake 2 to nothing. Snake tells Joey not to laugh as Kaylin is off to college soon and Joey says that he hopes not because he loves that chick. Yeah. We then cut to the cottage as uh, ki if you want to call them kids. 
bunch of the young adults are playing volleyball, hanging out, they're drinking beers as Lucy is going around filming everything. The Zits arrive in Wheels' crap mobile and they greet everybody. We see Amy and Allison, that's right there, they make an appearance in this episode, this movie a couple times. They grab some beers and they notice a canoe and they remark that they should go canoeing later. Meanwhile, Caitlin greets Joey and she tells him that they have to talk. And it's very serious as she's putting on this resting bitch face act. And Joey's a little, uh, he's, he seems a little worried that maybe uh, Caitlin uh, heard something. <laughs> anyway, Bronco jokes that somebody's going to get lucky and Wheels laughs as he in, practically inhales a beer. <sighs> Wheels. Anyway, Caitlin takes Joey into a bedroom and she shows him the ring that is now on her wedding ring finger. And she tells Joey that they're engaged now. And Caitlin says that she's decided to stay and go to a local university. Joey's all happy and they kiss and they celebrate. Meanwhile, at the women's health clinic, Tessa arrives for her abortion appointment. And watching this now, it was kind of sad seeing her there alone. But, you know, at the same time, she she didn't want anybody to know. But they could have called Dorothy back. You know, have Dorothy make an appearance. But it just seemed just sad that she went there alone. But, eh, well, whatever. But I guess she even she probably wouldn't even have wanted Dorothy to know. So, oh well. Anyway, back at the cottage, more volleyball is going on. As Joey and Caitlin, sh- uh, they announce that they're now engaged. And Lucy is noticeably unthrilled as she's, she... Uh, Snides? Is that a word? That's a word, right? Or sneers? Mrs. Jeremiah. Yeah, and gives Kalen this just cold stare. And Snake, upon hearing this news, he looks, he seriously looks, he looked grossed out for real. He looked grossed out when it was announced. He looked like he was about to throw up. He had that, I'm about to puke face. <laughs> but he congratulates them anyway. Joey then, Joey then says that he's, that he's Joey Jeremiah and he's got it all. And Caitlin, Caitlin is just like, that makes me sound like an object. And Joey says, only the object of my desire as they continue to sick me out with this sweet talk. <laughs> Even as I read this, these notes, oh my God, it was awful. <laughs> oh, the, 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 it reminds me of that Seinfeld episode, that schmoopy shit. God, terrible. Anyway, as they're schmooping all over the, all over the place, <laughs> Wheels walks in, and he's inhaling more beer. Snake, by the way, this is a girl. I know you don't know much about them, so I thought I'd bring one over and show you. No, seriously. You see, I know you don't have too much experience with them, so I That's thought... That's it. I don't know. Oh, come on. He's just jealous. He doesn't have a girlfriend. You shut up, Joey. If you're not quiet, there's a thing or two I could say about you. Things that some people might find pretty interesting. Hey, whoa, 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 Snake. What's going on? Come on, let's go outside. Seriously, man, Joey was a complete ass here. When Snake Snake had, had all this info on Joey to destroy him and for Joey to just keep busting his balls. I mean, I know dudes, you know, longtime friends will bust each other's balls, but come on, man. When you've done this crap that Joey did during the summer and then just rub it into your buddy who was trying to, you know, 
get sexed up, but, you know, properly. You don't rub it in like an ass and then get all schmoopy. <laughs> God, schmoopy shit. Anyway. Uh, Wheels tells Snake that Joey was just joking around and Snake says that he's tired of Joey bugging him. And it's been the summer from hell from him. <sighs> then we get <laughs> our first two bombs. You really feel sorry for yourself, don't you? Oh, poor Snakey Wakey. He can't get laid. But he's going to university. He's got two, two great parents who are alive and who love him. He lives in a great house. Oh, yeah, well, maybe it looks easy from the outside wheels. Well, it's kind of hard for me to feel sorry for you, Snake. Mama's little boy. Grow up. Oh, when you're so mature, Wheels. Guy spends his whole summer drinking beer and playing with his car. You watch what you say about my car. I don't know why you're so proud of it, Wheels. I'd put a bag over my head if I was driving that piece of shit. No, you can be real asshole sometimes. Right? Yeah, you got a really big mouth. I've got a big mouth. Yeah, well, that's not what Joey That has nothing to do with you, Wheels. Wake it up! If you guys want to fight, don't do it inside. Take it out there. All right, come on, let's go. Fight by me, let's come go. On. Come on! No, Wheels, look. Why are you taking that great car of yours? We can go get some chips, okay? Come on. I'll get my purse. Man, what's your problem? This isn't like you. Sick and tired of those guys bugging me. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I, I remember watching this in the initial airing in 92. And <laughs> when Snake says, you know, that piece put a bag over my head driving that piece of shit, like my draw, my jaw was like, oh my God. He just swore. And then Wheels retaliates, <laughs> calling Snake an asshole on TV. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, back in the day, man, pushing the envelope. But bloody, I don't I don't have cabinet cable since 2010. They probably say sh- shit and asshole regularly on reg- on network television now for crying out loud, but this was huge. But uh, it was braided PG compared to what's still coming. <laughs> Anyways, wheels. <sighs> After Lucy grabs him, to go get some chips. Loose Wheels is waiting by his car, waiting for Lucy. And he's inhaling another beer. <laughs> like like he like he's got he's holding it up. He's it's a bottle and he's holding it up as it's just emptying into his friggin' mouth down to his body. Just he's just holding it there. <sighs> Man. And Lucy arrives. And they head off to get chips. And Wheels says the snake's been bitching all summer. And everything Snake got, he got handed to him. While Wheels has had to work for everything he's got. Because Wheels is a freaking douchebag. Because I don't, I don't recall it being Wheels who got all of the straight A's in school. Alright? But it's just, it's just another testament of the acting awesomeness of the late, great Neil Hope here. But yeah, he played the douchebag very well. But Snake... Got everything handed to him. Okay. You, nobody hands you A's in school. All right. The end. <sighs> yeah. And and before I go on, I just want to say that uh, even when I first watched this movie in its initial airing, 
it never occurred to me, even with all of the clues just right there in your face during the whole movie, as to what was going to happen with Wheels and Lucy coming up, it never hit me. It never hit me until the scene that is going to come up, come up. It never hit me. <laughs> I, 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 did, I, I didn't think, I wasn't sitting there watching this thinking, wheels with the beer, man, be careful. I was just like, okay, they're drinking now. <laughs> oh, anyway, we cut to a bunch of the young adults playing volleyball, including Joey and Caitlin. When out of the blue, Alexa is ticked off at Simon. For apparently saying that he was tired of going to wedding showers. Like this came, I remember seeing this back in the day. This, this thing, this came out of the blue. And I was thinking, even back then, I was thinking, did they edit something out? Because they're playing volleyball and all of a sudden it cuts to Alexa and she's like, Simon, I can't believe you just said that. But anyway, Simon thinks that, uh, you know, he doesn't want, he doesn't like going to wedding showers with a bunch of people he doesn't know to get a bunch of presents he doesn't want. But I'm thinking, come on, dude, it's free stuff. You're a young couple getting married. You need all the help you want. But it, he's he's dumb Simon for a reason. Anyway, Alexa thinks dumb Simon wants to call off the wedding and that he has cold feet, but dumb Simon denies it as Alexa walks away and Simon wants her to listen to him for once. Yeah, Simon, Simon finally being a man. Listen to me for once, bloody hell. Anyway... Meanwhile, Allison and Amy grab the canoe and some beers and they head out onto the lake as Yick and Luke are smoking weed. Joey heads into the house to get some beers for him and Caitlin where he finds Snake who is sitting there and he's still ticked off. And then we find out exactly what Joey was doing with Tessa Campanelli. What were you trying to do back there? You almost blew it for me. I could have killed you, don't you ever... When are you gonna learn to lighten up and take a joke? It's not a joke to me, Joey. You're just so full of yourself. Joey Jeremiah, what a studly guy. Let's recap the Jeremiah summer, shall we? See what a swell and decent human being you've been. You have to listen to this. No, you're gonna listen to me. Joey Jeremiah spends his summer dating Caitlin. Shut up. And fucking Tessa. Oh, what ethics. What a hero. Let's have a great big hand, shall we? Big round of applause, hey? Yes, all right. Got a really weird sense of humor. <laughs> Tessa Campanelli? You were fucking Tessa Campanelli? No. Don't lie to me, Joey. Caitlin, it's not what you think. Then what is it? It just happened. I. It didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything? So you weren't even a, a virgin, Joey? Not exactly. You either are or you aren't. Why? 
You were always busy. She was there. I mean, she asked me out. I never asked her out. That's true, I swear. But you didn't stop it. How long has this been going on for? A while. Tell me. Most of the summer, okay? I was gonna stay here for you, Joey. I was making all my plans around you. Tessa, me, we're, we're through. It's over with. It'll never happen again. I, I promise. You're such a bastard! Caitlin, please, let me explain. I can explain, Caitlin, please. Man, it was crazy enough hearing Snake drop the F-bomb. But then to hear Caitlin do it, one of the all-time, all-time moments in Canadian television history, man. Like, we were talking about this the next day at school. Just, uh, wow. <laughs> Even to this day, just fucking, he said, and fucking, they said the F word, and Caitlin said it. Like, Caitlin, she wouldn't even smoke, just w- take one hit of the joint at, uh, at, uh, at, what's her name? Diana's Sweet 16 party at, that Kathleen brought the joints, and Caitlin said the F word. But understandably. <sighs> but also, this was just just excellently acted by uh, Pat Mastrioni and Stacey Mistichin. Because uh, Caitlin looks so pissed that... I mean, seriously. You go back and you watch this. Caitlin looked so pissed that I was watching this to take notes for this episode of Degrassi Buddy. I am Nerby. SeeOnGrapeys.com And I was seeing Caitlin's face and her eyes... And I felt like she caught me fucking Tessa Campanelli. That's how good she was in this scene. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, Snake is outside sitting alone, and he's not happy. When Allison and Amy, their canoe tips over. tell you that that few seconds of silence after snake went under to look for allison 
watching this to take the note for this episode of Grassy Buddy. I am Nerby. It felt like an eternity, even though it was only a few seconds, but very a great scene, great drama. It was wow. And even at this point, when I watched this movie back in the day, it still never occurred to me uh, what was going to happen coming up was going to happen. Anyway, meanwhile, Joey is still outside Caitlin's door begging for forgiveness as Caitlin is inside the room crying and she's not saying anything. Snake brings Allison back to shore as Yick and Luke bring Amy and the canoe back. Snake sits Allison on shore and he's in shock as some of the uh, some of the young adults, some of them, uh, some of the, let's call them kids. Some of the kids grad- congratulate him. And one of them says that they should have gotten the entire incident on camera. And Bronco is like, by the way, where is Lucy? She should have been back by now. And then we hear him ask if anybody's seen Lucy. We then cut to Wheels, who's holding his glasses, which are now broken. And he has a bloody nose and some blood on the side of his head and his neck. And he is just shaking like a leaf. We see Lucy, who's being rolled away on a stretcher. Her neck is secured in one of those neck vicey things on the stretcher. We see a shot of Wheels' car, which is totaled in the front. With a shattered windshield and two big holes in the windshield. On the driver and passenger sides, as if... uh, Both of their heads just went flying into the uh, windshield. We see firemen using the jaws of life on another car, which is completely flipped over onto its roof. We see a police officer, and she's carrying the lifeless body of a child covered in a blanket. And she tells her partner that it was too late to save this kid, as her partner reveals an empty beer bottle that he found in Wheels' car. He goes to Wheels and he tells Wheels that he's going to have to go with him as Wheels is just shaking and bloody. The cop puts Wheels in the back of the squad car as firemen put out a fire in Wheels' the engine area, uh, area and Wheels is driven away in the cop car. The camera zooms, the camera zooms out and we see, a, we see a stop sign at the end of a dirt road that leads onto a regular road. So it looks like Wheels ran a stop sign and slammed right into this car and flipped it over. And again, even with all the clues of Wheels just downing beers this entire movie, when I watched this movie in its original airing, it never hit me back then that this was going to happen back in the day when this scene came on. When Lisa and Wheels left the party to go get chips to so Wheels and Snake can cool down, it never entered my head that, uh-oh, Wheels has been drinking. Never. Until this scene. I was like, holy, that's right, Wheels has been drinking. Oh my god, look what happened. Shit. <sighs> wow, powerful stuff, man. Just wow. We then cut to Joey arriving at a jail. And we know that the, that it's a jail because the building has the word jail above its main doors. Huh. All right. Don't know if it was a real jail. It probably was. Anyway, Wheels is led into the visiting area where Joey is waiting. And they grab the phones. What is this? I I come here to see you and we still have to talk on the phone? This isn't a funny place, Joey. I hate it. I'm sorry, man. I don't get it. 
I'm 19. I'm not a kid anymore. I've been charged. Criminal negligence causing death. Criminal negligence causing injury times two. And drunk driving. Oh, God. It wasn't my fault that kid wasn't wearing a seatbelt. The cops said that you were... It wasn't my fault Lucy wanted chips. And what's with Snake? I tried to call him, but the guy won't take my calls. I don't know. Uh, Snake and I aren't talking. But why won't he talk to me? Best friends are supposed to stick together. right back to being a dickwad and I remember this scene as well as in, in its first airing when he when Wheels says that he's not that he's 19 and he's not a kid anymore it hit me then that bloody hell Wheels is an adult he's going to be in prison for a long ass time oh my god just the drama I mean growing up with these characters and all of a sudden this happens to one of them look what happens when they become adults they become not all of them but morons well joey and wheels anyway we cut to a hospital where caitlin arrives to visit lucy bronco was already there he thanks caitlin for coming bronco tells caitlin that doctors don't know if lucy will be able to see or walk again he cries and he blames himself for letting lucy go with wheels caitlin says it's not his fault meaning not bronco's fault i'm gonna say it's not wheels's fault despite that freaking anyway Caitlin and goes in to talk to Lucy. This? Lucy? Caitlin? Hi. How you doing? I don't know. I can't see anything. I'm sure you're going to be okay. I don't want to be blind. We should have been going to university together. Oh, boy, Lucy looks so bad here. And you, you really, well, I did, and you really feel for her. Especially when you think about how she started out in junior high failing classes and shoplifting. And then she starts, she's smartened up, and she wants, she made the, the movie and made the Zit Remedies video, and she became school president and valedictorian, and then along comes Wheels because he's a dickwad. Anyway... Damn you, Wheels. Later on, Joey shows up at Snake's house as Snake is getting ready to leave for college. Snake? 
and saw wheels today. He's really upset that you won't talk to him. He's upset. His parents are killed by a drunk driver, so he goes and drives drunk and kills a kid. Snake, you don't understand. He is really messed up. He's messed up? What about Lucy? Do wheels think about Lucy's future? What about that kid? Two years old. Never, never had a chance to do anything. Just dead, gone, finished. Well, not talking to wheels isn't going to change that. Listen. What happened at Broncos? I was mad. Yeah, well, she probably would have found out anyways. I'm just sorry it was because of me. So you're really leaving? Yep. To tell you the truth, I can't wait to get out of here. You're lucky. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Fine. Let's go, Mom. Snake. Please, I, I don't know how to talk to Wheels. Couldn't you try? Can we go, Mom? Come on, man. We've been friends since grade eight. See you, Jeremiah. Uh, yep, uh, I know there's a lot of audio clips in this episode of Degrassi Buddy, SerialGrapes.com, I remember, yeah. <laughs> but these are legendary can- moments in Canadian history, not just television history, but Canadian culture, all right, the end. And they deserve to be heard in their natural form, so yeah, not that anybody's complaining, I'm sure you'd rather hear the actual audio than hear me friggin' call wheels a douchebag, anyway, and and what, and and. What a point that's what a point Snake brought up about how Wheels' parents got killed by a drunk driver and then Wheels goes and drives drunk and kills a friggin' kid. Just just what just a crazy downward spiral for Wheels, man. And just how Snake drove off after Joey tells him, you know, after all they that they've been friends since grade eight. And it was just like a quick a quick cutting of the cord, you know. Cut the cord and finish by Ah, just the drama. I love it. Anyway, Snake, after Snake drives off, Joey quietly walks back to his car. We fade to black, and then we fade in sometime later, or two sometime later, as it's Alexa and Simon's wedding day. (sighs) Simon and his ridiculous hair leave the church with their new bride, (laughs) as we see BLT, Spike, Liz, Snake is there. They're celebrating. We also see Trish, the Mohawk girl. You know, everybody remembers the Mohawk girl who asks Mr. Radish to dance at the end of uh, school's or the last dance episode of Grassy High. She was there, but she has normal hair again. She remember she started with normal hair in junior high, and then uh, she went to high, and uh, her hair got all fucking high. <laughs> but now she's back to normal. She looks a lot better with the normal hair, for real. Anyway, but uh, seriously, man, Simon's hair looks. For those who've seen this movie, I'm sure you know. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> His hair looks 
is is a character all its own. <laughs> anyway, we quickly cut to the wedding reception where people are dancing and eating. Alexa is with Tabby, Joanne, that's right, Joanne and Cindy. And she tells them that tonight's the big night as she bought the sexiest negligee. Meanwhile, Simon and his hair are with Tim and Yick. As Tim asks Simon and his hair if they're ready for the big task that night. Simon and his hair say that they're definitely ready after four years. We then go back to Alexa who says that their apartment is all set and she decorated it herself. We then go back to Simon and his hair and they tell Yick and Tim that they've got the greatest apartment. And he and his hair let Alexa think that she made all the decorating decisions. And during this we see Mr. Raditz behind them. Just getting drinking food, I guess. But that's all we got of Raditz in this movie. Like, God, he, he wasn't even at the beginning. During the graduation ceremonies, it wasn't even Raditz announcing the students' names. It, was, it, it, wasn't, even, it wasn't even Mr. Lawrence. It was a woman. So, uh, obviously, I'm, I mean, he, I'm, it's usually the principal of the schools who, who host or MC the graduations, right, and announce the names. So, obviously, it wasn't going to be Raditz. He was vice principal, but... I guess Mr. Lawrence was no longer principal that final year, but we that's all we saw of Radich, unless I was missing something. That's all we saw of the man. And even worse, there was no Melanie in this episode. Unless I, unless she was buried in the reception or the graduation crowd. But why would she be at the graduation unless she was just in the audience, the participating audience? But why would she be there? Who would she be there to see graduate? Maybe maybe uh, Caitlin, but God n- only a few second glimpse of Mr. Radich from behind, and no Melanie at all, no Kathleen, no Arthur, no Dorothy. <sighs> Still a great movie, but it could have been, like, it's a 10 out of 10, it could have been a, a 13 out of 10. Just with Melanie being in it, man, they, come on. I'm gonna get to that, got more to complain about that in a bit. Meanwhile, Heather tells Caitlin... That Erica is staying in the Dominican Republic to teach English. And that Erica met a guy and she's in love. Heather goes to dance with some dude. who we never, He's familiar, but he was never a main character. And I don't think they ever gave him a name. And then Kaylin sits and she joins Spike. They talk about the ser- wedding service. And that Spike is now in university. And Emma is in kindergarten. That's right, Emma. Elsewhere, Snake is with a girl. And he asks her if she wants a drink and she accepts. And she tells Snake not to be too long as she doesn't know anybody there. She and Snake kiss and Snake heads off to get some alcohol for him and his this mystery mystery girl. And he's heading to the bar where he spots Joey. And Snake and Joey start with a bit of an awkward conversation with pleasantries about how college is for Snake. And then Joey remarks that he saw Snake with a girl. He says, uh, see, you finally got yourself a girl. Snake confirms that, yes, he did finally get himself a girl and that her name is Pam. Her name should be Melanie. <laughs> just, just say it. <laughs> anyway, Joey congratulates Snake and Snake offers to introduce Joey to her and Joey accepts. On their way to the table, Snake asks Joey how Wheels is doing and Joey says that Wheels' trial is in November. And he's good. Wheels is going to plead guilty, which means that Wheels is going to be in jail for a long time. At least he's admitting to it, pleading guilty. I mean, you can't go up in front of a judge and say, Hey, man, that Lucy Fernandez girl wanted chips. So, 
Oh my god. Joey then asks Snake if he's ever going to write to Wheels, and Snake says maybe. Snake then introduces Joey to Pam, and he refers to Joey as an old friend. Joey then spots Caitlin and tells Snake to give him a call so they can maybe do something, and Snake agrees, happily agreed. Snake uh, says that he's uh, free some days this week, and so they're going to do something. And, and one thing I noticed during this bit is Snake, se- he seemed like his, or the, yeah, the Snake character seemed like his confident, his confidence like has just shot up like 9,000 points here, which tells me that uh, uh, between that fade to black and the wedding reception, Snake... Uh, Got to do sex with Pam, so he suddenly just seemed he seemed like a he seemed like a man now. Like like, you know, I'm not gonna take no shit from you, Joey, so you better not say something stupid here. You know, that kind of stuff. So well done, Snake. Well done, Pam. Anyway, Joey goes after you know saying his goodbyes to Snake and Pam, and he goes and sits with Caitlin and Spike. As Caitlin tells Spike that uh, Lucy's doing better, as one of her eyes are back to normal, and she has a patch over the other. Joey sits and joins them, and and he he and Caitlin start with an awkward starting conversation about how college is, and Caitlin just awkwardly replies that, you know, it's fine, and I'm learning a lot, and (laughs) or Spike, sorry, she's like, yeah, I'm going to (laughs) leave. She gets up to leave Joey and Caitlin to their awkwardness. Look, I, I wanted to apologize what I did to you for hurting you I'm sorry well, you kind of did me a favor Joey I'm glad I went away it was the right thing for me to do I've grown up a lot see that so are you seeing anybody nothing special and you? No. Tessa? We don't talk. Not since the summer. Yeah, summer. Man, when Caitlin brought up Tessa, <laughs> you know, Tessa, <laughs> it felt like one last bitch slapped to Joey's face, and rightfully so. Man. So even Caitlin, just like how Snake just suddenly seemed a lot more confident. Kaylin just oozed just confidence here. Not that she never seemed confident, but like just just like Tessa, Tessa bitch slap. <laughs> anyway, we then had BLT officially introduce the bride and grooms. That's right, plural because of his hair to the crowd, and they start to dance. Joey asks Kaylin if she thinks Simon, his hair, and Alexa will make it, and Kaylin says that they might, as they look really happy together. Caitlin asks Joey if he'd like to dance as old friends, and Joey smiles and accepts. They start dancing, and Joey asks Caitlin if if, if uh, she thinks that they would have lasted, and Caitlin said that they'll never know. Joey says that they had some good times, and Caitlin confirms that they had some great times. As the camera zooms out on the dancing, the credits roll, we see flashback footage from throughout the movie... And then back to the reception dance. <sighs> End of movie. I love it. But uh, what I didn't love was how Tessa just quickly seemed like an afterthought during this last chunk of the movie. You know? 
like seeing the the flashback stuff of her during the credit scene and her how happy she was talking on the phone and then then she was just suddenly forgotten it seemed like for the last half hour of the movie just yeah you know, you kind of felt bad for her I me mean, it was totally joy i mean joy she, tessa thought that joy and caitlin were no longer an item so god damn you joy but even worse is no melanie in this movie Damn you, Pam. Anyway, that was Degrassi Buddy, episode 24, School's Out. Uh, This movie actually is available on YouTube. Go and check it out. Of course, the link will be in the description of CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. As well, I just want to remind everybody that Degrassi Buddy, even though it's coming to an end, is available on not only SoundCloud via CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. It's also available on Spotify. Uh, Don't leave yet. I got more to say. Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. But next week will be the official final episode of Degrassi Buddy, unless I do some more here and there. We're not gonna we're not technically going to be moving on to Degrassi the Next Generation, but next week is going to be an epilogue episode of Degrassi Buddy, episode 25. We're going to find out what becomes of certain old school Degrassi characters as we summarize their shenanigans in Degrassi the Next Generation. For those who've never watched that show or just want to be reminded, I do have uh, seasons one through nine of Degrassi Next Generation. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're going to see what became of Joey, what became of Snake, Spike, Caitlin. We're going to see a little bit of Lucy in there, from what I remember. Some Liz. And, yes, we will see uh, perhaps an appearance. Well, yes, spoiler alert, we do see an appearance from Wheels. In Degrassi Next Generation. Also, since Emma was a character from Degrassi Junior High on, we're going to talk a little bit about Emma and her shenanigans in the Next Generation. So join me there for the epilogue episode of Degrassi Buddy. And a reminder that after Degrassi Buddy, we will be moving on to Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast. That's right. I have the entire series of Saved by the Bell on box set DVD. We're going to be recapping those for those who remember that show, AC Slater and Company. Not going to be doing Miss Bliss's class because that didn't come with the DVD set. If it did, I would be doing that one too. But I think there's five seasons to Saved by the Bell. So Bayside, buddy, keep an eye out for that. That will also be available on Spotify and such, iTunes and Stitcher, as well as at SeroGraveUse.com. But join me next week. What becomes of Joey and Caitlin? Because the very first episode is a two-parter. Uh, season one, uh, episodes one and two of Degrassi and the Next Generation. And it f- heavily focuses on uh, old school characters at a high school reunion. So Caitlin and Joey are going to bump into each other. We're going to see Snake. A lot of Snake and Spike in Next Generation actually. Going to see a little bit of Lucy. Hear about Emma. Uh, I don't remember Melanie or any other. Sh- like Melanie showing up in the Drad Next Generation. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, join me for that next time. Thank you for listening. Tell everybody about this. Make fun of Simon's ridiculous hair. And we will see you next week for Degrassi Buddy, the epilogue. Have a lovely and so on. We had some good times, right? Yeah. We had some great times.